TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Whoa! Bautista got off. He could handle that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080. The fans speaking of podcasts, beers on us drops tomorrow around 4. The 2019 year in review. Mike and I had a lot of fun doing the 2018 year in review. So make sure to tune into that one wherever you get your podcast. And our 2018 year in review was for like six months of a podcast. We actually have a full year now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to actually have to do some homework tonight and really kind of look in and remember uh, the great year that was 2019. Uh, so make sure to download that wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can interact with us tonight on the fan text line, 55305. We've been kind of catching up on some baseball stuff since we've been gone for the last three, four weeks. And something that Mike and I, we were kind of tossing around ideas before the show, some things we were interested in. We both very much agreed in something that has been quite interesting, and that is the movement of the Chicago White Sox in this offseason. Uh, I want to preface with I... I kind of started to see this kind of coming last year because they were interview they were interviewing all the big name free agents. They had to sit down with Manny Machado. They had to sit down with Bryce Harper. They they inevitably could not pay them what the market asked for and what other teams could. But it was like as an Indians fan, I watched that. I'm like, oh no, why are the White Sox? What what what's going on? They they're not going to spend that kind of money on people. Why are they meeting with them? And I think it's because they realize they're at a point where they have a chance to potentially be something nasty. And we have seen now in this offseason, that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah, so they uh, added Edwin Encarnacion. Yep. They added Yasmani Grandal. Yep. They added Nomar Mazzara. I don't know if you saw that one. I did. I did. Not a bad pickup. They added James McCann. Yeah. Actually, no, he was there last year. Sorry. They added oh, him. no, they've had James McKay. They added him a year prior to that. Um, they added Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. They and added Gio Gonzalez. Yeah. I mean, say what true. you want, but 
Geo's a solid four starter. They added uh, Kelvin Herrera. Um, I think that was they got recently, him in a trade last year. But that's you know it's a good bullpen arm that they've got. And don't forget. Oh no, it says it says free agent. Uh, and don't forget their top prospect is coming back from Tommy John surgery, Michael Kopech. Yep. Um, so and and a full season of Dylan Cease in the rotation, who yep. is a bright spot for them. And also, uh, they just signed another minor leaguer to a long-term deal, Luis Robert, top outfield prospect for them um, behind Eloy Jimenez, who they signed last year, and then he came up to play for a full season. So they're making all the right moves, in my opinion. Of all those names that we mentioned, I'm like, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that. Right now, this is their lineup, their projected lineup. Yohan Moncada, who had a great year last year. Nice. Tim Anderson, batting champion. Yeah. Jose Abreu got brought back this year mm -hmm. for three more years. Yes, Monte Grandal, arguably one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. EE -E at DH still has it for home still runs. Still has it at 37. Year two of Eloy Jimenez, who did struggle a little bit last year, but uh, showed signs. Yep, let me see year two. Nomar Mazzara, who's solid. hit a 530-foot home run last year. <laughs> He's a solid player. Uh, Luis Robert, who we don't know about yet, but they're high enough to give him a big contract in the minors. He's going to be their starting out center fielder most likely. And then Lurie Garcia at second base, you know, say what you will. It's just their ninth hitter. And then you've got Giolito, who was great for parts of last season. Keuchel, Gio Gonzalez, Reynaldo Lopez, and Dylan Cease, like you mentioned, and then Kopech coming back. I mean, yeah. their bullpen's not the best in the world, but, you know, they got decent, decent arms in there. And the Central is the one division in the American League that it's not clear-cut. Twins are the best. Twins are probably the best team. Yeah. Indians aren't too bad, but I don't know how they're going to be. But there's no Yankees. There's no Astros. You know, there's no there's no even the Angels just got Anthony Rendon. You know, there's nothing like that in the Central. Nope. So this team could easily win this, and I would not be shocked. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think last year, right, last year them, I mean, they were seriously in the sweepstakes for both, both Bryce and mm -hmm. Manny Machado. Now their money was not up there, and that's fine. That should have been the cue, and it, it was for you. It wasn't for me. I was like, oh, cute, the White Sox. And now it's like, oh, oh, this is why it's not cute. They're what they're doing is legit. They they took all that money they would have spent on two players, which might not have worked out well for them either way, to now bring in all these guys that fill holes. The thing that I'm a little bit confused about is that James McCann was one of the best hitting catchers in baseball last year. He was hitting like 320, and he was good for them. And then they brought in Grandall. So are they going to platoon them? Because I was like, oh, maybe one will DH, but they got Encarnacion who's a DH. I mean, Do you expect Encarnacion to play every day though? Yeah, as yeah. a DH, sure, why not? 37? He can still hit palms, man. He's still a really good part of a lineup. I don't know. I That was the only thing that confused me. I was like, James McCann is really good. Like, I don't I don't really fully understand why you got Grandall if you got McCann, but maybe they're going to platoon him. Um, I don't think Grandall's the best defensive catcher, so maybe it's a McCann will be more of that kind of a guy with a good bat as well, but it's never bad to have too many options. Right. Injuries happen. You got an yeah. option to step in, and that's good. And EE can play first. You don't want him to, but he can. He can. But you got to break him. So. Um, what I think is interesting, too, is they didn't break the bank on any of these guys, really. I mean, Keiko, three years, 55. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They spent 60 mil, five years on the Robert Kidd center fielder, mm -hmm. who's 22. Geo, um, one year, five mil. Yeah. Grandal, I think, got a decent deal, right? Yeah. I think EE, one year, 12 mil. Scrolling through this. They picked up Steve Ciszek in the bullpen. Okay. He's not terrible. I've, I've never liked him that much. but He's not terrible, though. But, I mean, it's still we're still making moves. Jose Abreu, three years, 50 mil. Sorry, this is an alphabetical order, so I can find it. 
I can find it. Grandall, four years, 73. There's, that was That's the, the money. Yeah. That's the big money spot right there. But imagine if they could have got Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. Well, they wouldn't have had these guys then. That's what I'm saying is I yeah. almost feel like this was smarter because this plugged multiple holes versus just putting Manny Machado in your lineup. Also looking at 2019, are you glad you didn't get Machado or Harper? Probably. Probably. Because guess what? Tim Anderson won the batting championship. Yeah, and I'd probably and rather Machado have... was great. Yeah, and Jimenez is your outfield for the future, not Bryce. Yeah, and Robert, too. Yeah, and, and you spent, you got all these dudes for less money. Yep. A lot less money than you would have if you would have grabbed one of those guys. Don't forget who's coming up in the wings, too. Hmm. Nick Madrigal. Oh. Oregon State. He is a top five prospect in their system. The only thing that concerns me about... They don't really have a second baseman, so that could be a a guy for the future. And not not to too much preview, because we're kind of... It's more focused on what they've done in this offseason, but the only thing that concerns me about this team is what does Giolito look like? He had a good year for the most part last year. Yep. Um, Can he keep that going? Didn't he kind of slowly slide? Wasn't he just, like, incredible for he the had, first three months? Yeah, he had a stretch where he was unbelievable. And then old Giolito came back. Because mm-hmm. I remember that still trade. still a kid. I, is he really? Yeah, he's, he's still young. He's 25. I mean, yeah, he's still young, but that's not a kid anymore. He uh, For I being re- the number one pitching prospect, he's still got time. I remember that trade where <laughs> they sent Adam Eaton to the Adam Nationals. Eaton, what up? Uh, and everyone was like, "What? Giolito's a good prospect." And then Giolito sucked. Sucked. And you were like, "Oh, what was?" I mean, I Eaton's not that great of a, like he's good, but he's always injured. So I mean, it's fine. And then last year it was like, "Oh, that's why Giolito was like oh. looked like this because he was oh, unhittable yeah. until he wasn't." <laughs> but um, I yeah. thought he was. Yeah, who knows? He could have turned out to be like Justice Sheffield. Whoops! I love that it's you and me on this show, and we're like Justice Sheffield. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, he still has a chance to be good. Sure. Sure. Probably, I mean, I guess everybody not. does. Probably not, but he is a Mariner. Yeah. yeah. But so I think it's interesting. you got a veteran guy in Dallas Keuchel with some talent. You've got Gio Gonzalez, who's probably going to, for the rest of his career, be like a Bartolo Colon and yeah. be really good in April, May, June, and then just hot garbage in August. <laughs> um, but, hey, that'll win you games in the beginning of the year. And yeah, innings eater. Innings eater, and I'm going to watch Dylan Cease for fantasy reasons, um, and we'll see how it goes. I think this team could be good. I think this team could win the division. I do, too. Look, the Twins last year were amazing. Their lineup is incredible. That that park leads to a lot of home runs, apparently. I didn't know that until last year, but apparently it does. I think Baldelli is a good manager, and he's he's got still room to grow, as we learned in the playoffs last year, but he's still a very good manager. Um, I don't like their pitching staff. So if Chicago, I don't either. If Chicago can just kind of keep steady with them for a while. And I don't want to write off Cleveland either because Cleveland still has a lot of good players on that team. Yeah. There's still a lot of good players on that team. Uh, Goodbye, Corey Kluber though, sadly for you. Um, Oh, it looks like Frankie Lindor is going to stay around. I only have his world series jersey. It's no big deal. Yeah. So that's probably good. Um, I think the White Sox could win the division. And that's, I think they could too. That's a great leap from last year. I think they can too. And Again, like I, I don't mean to just you know repeat myself, but this team, this this division has no real heavy hitter. Sure, the Twins were good last year, but the Indians were ten and a half back and should have won that division, and then you know crapped their pants at the end of the year. So if Chicago gets off to a decent start and the Twins struggle, this could be theirs. I'm could with you. Be. 
I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I mean, I have to. God, I hate the White Sox. Does anybody else just hate the White Sox? Is that just me? That's just you. My Man. wife's favorite team is the White Sox. I, know, so I'm, I'm, I, am, I, am, uh, I am forced to root for them. And one I am my, obligated. And one of my oldest, closest friends is a White Sox. And he, and he like, knows the game, too. And it's just, that makes me even more mad. I'd rather, I want, I want like people that, I want people that don't know baseball to root for the White Sox so I can laugh at them. Okay. Oh man, now that's you a lot of hatred. Off. That's a lot of hatred coming out. Now y'all got me fired up. <laughs> it's not the Tigers, man. You can relax a little. <laughs> that is true. I ain't got to worry about those guys for a while. <laughs> bye bye. We might be on rebuild number three by the time they're any decent. <laughs> Well, it's possible. Frankie Lindor's, you know, giving his Hall of Fame speech, retired, and people are like, man. look out for the Tigers this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, I do want to get into some spending on the offseason as this offseason will dominate us for another couple weeks before spring training starts, and we'll do that next. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. I like this dude. He was pretty good. Staring at a frame 2020 package beer calendar. On the radio. I do love me some David Bowie. Me too. Me too. Ahead of his time. Before his time. During his time. You guys are making me want to put a $10 White Sox World Series future bet. Well, well, maybe not World Series. We're just saying they're going to be good next year. I think. And this isn't like the Padres might be good. No, no, no. This is like they might be good next I, year. With World Series future bets, when you've got teams like you've got right now in baseball that are juggernauts. I know it's you look at the odds and you go, oh, the White Sox are probably pretty good odds, right? Ten bucks ain't that much. I mean, but what are the chances you're going to win on that? So slim. I don't know. I don't know anything about gambling. I don't gamble. I do now. <laughs> no, you guys all do. It's fun. I listen to the station. You guys all gamble. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. We use How our, to make these guys more degenerate. Ooh, a gambling app. <laughs> we use our vast knowledge of sports. Yeah. Very vast. Yeah. And broad. And we make picks and, you know, win sometimes. <laughs> Frequently. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, you found a tweet about uh, payroll in major or uh, <clears throat> spending in this offseason, right? You found the bottom guys? Uh, the top and the bottom guys. Top so, and the bottom? So We like uh, them on the top and the bottom. Uh, that's what she said. Nice. Um, the new GOAT, Jeff Passan, now on ESPN, is just the, goat. Like the best, uh, gave us the top 10 free agent spenders and the bottom of the list free agent spenders this year. Start at the top. Uh, Yankees, 336.5 mil, which is almost all going to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Uh, the Brett Gardner's is, like, I got a job again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nationals, number two, 314.8, which is basically all going to. 245 of that is Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg. But who else, who else though? They got. Um, you got the list of new guys up. In front I of you. closed it out because they signed some relievers. Daniel Hudson's coming back. They got Daniel Hudson back, and they're paying him a decent amount. They picked up Starling Castro, which could be an interesting pickup for it's them. Like Howie Kendrick coming mm-hmm. to, and he's going to replace uh, uh, Hernandez, who signed with the Indians. Look out, Hernandez. Yeah. Oh no, he left the Phillies. Yeah, my bad. Say, my bad. Caesar Hernandez. My bad. 
Um, Angels spent 260.9. Most of that is Anthony Rendon. White Sox, who we just talked about, 195.5. See, now that is a good 195.5 spent. That's what we were talking across about last. Board. Yeah, because that's across Grand, the board. Although Grandall got about half of that, but still. But still, I mean, they got seven players for that to yep. where the Angels are one guy and some scrubs. The Nationals are one guy and some scrubs. And the Yanks are one guy and, you know, and a, one a Brian Cashman guy. Yeah. Uh, Phillies, 132. And that that's a decent one. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays 108. Most of that's for you. Most of that's for you. Diamondbacks 103.6. Most, Most of that's, that's Bob Garner. Reds, sneaky team, 100 mil. Um, Picked up Moustakis. Yep. I have seen uh, uh, there was a guy, uh, our, our betting guy on Fridays, Colin Wilson. Mm -hmm. He came on and said that he's been putting money on the Reds Futures World Series uh, in terms of value. So, you know, if you're if you're liking the White Sox, maybe look at the Reds too, just because he was he's basically saying that. They're ready to take that next step, and the, not, it's not like the NL Central is that good of a division either uh, in terms of, like, last year didn't all the teams have 80, 80 wins, 80-some 80 wins? Yeah, we assumed the Brewers would be great, and then then my boy got hurt. and they Even weren't. with him, though, they weren't great. Um, so the Reds are a team that I think people think might be sneaky good. Then the Braves are 99.8, and then the Rangers, 49.5. Uh, what's the most alarming about this list to me is the lowest. There are three teams, this is two days ago, so this might have changed with some smaller signings, but there are three teams who have spent a whopping $0 so far this free agency. And I do not think this has changed. Uh, the Rockies have spent $0. Nothing. And they are trying to trade Nolan Arenado, apparently. The Pirates have spent $0. And Not super shocking that the Pirates have spent $0. They never spend money. They never spend money. And they also have a really young team. And... The Cubs Ooh, have spent $0. The Cubbies. That's an interesting one to me. The Cubs are in such a weird place because we think they should still be riding high on being a good team in the NL Central, but it's just not true, and they want to trade Chris Bryant, and they're not giving Anthony Rizzo a contract extension. But do and they want to trade Chris Bryant, or do they? Like are they it. going to keep Anthony Rizzo? I don't know. It sounds like it. Um so uh, the Cubs are such a weird team right now. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, other lows, Mariners 2.95, Orioles 3 mil, Royals 3.6 mil. I, I can't seem to find who the Mariners signed. Indians 6.25. That's all Hernandez. A's 7.5, Giants 9, Red Sox 9. Literally all Hernandez. Dodgers 10, um, Astros 15, you know, in that range. So um, to me, the thing that stood out was the Cubs being at $0. Considering, considering that they're Chicago – Considering that their crosstown rivals are spending big and are about to, at least in our opinion, be good. And especially because they won a World Series a couple of years ago and we all thought this was going to be the new superpower in the Central, but it has not turned out that way. And we like Theo Epstein, right? Right. And well, we, I mean, I like Hall of Fame GMs but personally. I'm, maybe I'm an idiot for questioning him, oh, but what are, you, what are you doing? I have, I have no idea what they're doing. And I feel like, I feel like, I don't want to say that Theo doesn't know what he's doing. I think he doesn't know what he has. I think that might think be the he reality. Thinks a lot of his players are overvalued. I think so. Is Chris Bryant that great? I think so. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay, but you think so? Yeah. Is Javi Baez that great? He swings at a lot of pitches. He is an MVP candidate. Every Understood, but I also know that he, in 2019, had the most swings at pitches outside the zone by, like, 30. So he swings a lot, and that will inevitably give you ups and downs. I like Javi Baez a lot, and I've come around on Javi Baez. I like him a lot, 
But how sustainable is that? You know, John Lester is getting up there. Is Kyle Hendricks that good? I don't know. Is Jose Quintana that good? I don't know. Will I mean, you Quintana should be able to turn it around. Exactly. Quintana is the one guy on that staff that I actually have the most faith in. But even then, I don't, I don't know. And I wonder if that's kind of where Theo is. He's like, wait a sec. Why am I going to throw money at this if I don't even know if I have a problem? Do I have a problem? If I got a big problem, then I'm just going to sell all these guys. Yeah. And trade them all and, and start all over. But that's not what Cub fans want. Well, that I know. But, hey, you got a World Series, okay? Go go call the kids in Cleveland and see if they would do deal with what you're dealing with right now. I suppose. Sorry, that's such a terrible excuse that every fan base makes. I mean, look, the whole point of being a team is to consistently be good, mm-hmm. right? Um, I thought the Cubs were there. I thought they were that team. And I think Theo Epstein thought they were that team. Mm-hmm. You're making a switch at manager, right? Joe Madden, bye-bye. Bye. So that could cause some changes for the positive, right? Maybe you think that the players started to lose the interest because you've heard that with Madden is that he's got his ways, and in the first few years it's really fun and interesting, and then it gets repetitive and annoying. So maybe that kind of invigorates them a little bit. Maybe that's why they're kind of waiting to see if maybe the managerial change is the right one. It seems crazy to me to think that letting Joe Madden go. and I mean, Who do they hire? I don't even remember. David Ross. Oh, that's right. That's right. Come on, TV guy, ESPN guy, why not? It's worked out so far for the other team. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I'm good. <laughs> Pay no attention to the fact that that team is loaded, like more loaded than me on a Friday night. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's a great, great, great way to put it. Um, I just feel like they're, they are a team that should be trying to win every year. And it feels like they don't know what to do. And that as a fan, I feel like would be the worst place to be Uh, right now. I think Blazer fans are kind of in that spot, right? What do the Blazers do right now? You lose. Right. Yeah. But, but that's a hard pill to swallow. Different in baseball. But that's a hard reality. Mm -hmm. If I'm a Cubs fan, it's time to lose. You lock. I I think you can. Well, it's tough. It's not like they've lost players to injury. Like the Blazers did. They've still got, they're Damian Lillard and they're CJ McCollum active and ready to go. Plus they've still got their Nurk and they've still got their Rodney Hood. I mean, they're all healthy, right? Nobody's hurt. Yeah. They're all there. Just a year ago, they were good. Yeah. Last year, there's, it was one year of being mediocre. And all of a sudden, they were like, it's like good mediocre too. Yeah. It's and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, what are the Cubs? Man, the parallel of the Blazers is so interesting because it's like, how do you, you can't, you can't blow up the Cubs in the sense of like build around Javi Baez and Chris Bryant. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what we've been doing. And Wilson Contreras mm-hmm. and Kyle Schwarber. Yep. They got guys. They got guys, but their team's also old. Their starting staff well, is like old. Ha- it's like half old. Yeah. It's like half old and half like I'm about to be in my superstar prime. I'm a superstar right now and I might get a little better. It's like when you go to a supermarket, and I'm not going to go gas station here because that would be a, a very clear opposite of what I'm saying here. You go to a supermarket, and you walk up to the pre-made food counter, mm-hmm. and, and you and you see, like, sushi there, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like... I love sushi. I like sushi. Sushi's never let me down. But I'm not so sure about you, sushi. 
about this. About the- if I buy supermarket sushi and I'm not going to a sushi restaurant, am I going to get sick? Yeah. Is it going to be mediocre? It's definitely going to be mediocre. I've always really enjoyed this food. Yeah. It's 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 really been a success for me in the past. Yeah. Super great. Love me some some, some tamago and some eel, and you know it's it's all good. Yeah. It's like do. But it's is like- this is this the one that I want? And I feel like that's where the Cubs are right now, where it's like. This is all really good, and these guys have been good in the past, but are we sure this is what we want? Yeah, another good parallel is, like, homemade box mac and cheese. Mm. And then the mac and cheese you can get from Popeye's. And yeah. then the mac and cheese you can get from a brewery. Or, like, Montage. Or Montage. Mm. I love mac and cheese. I have eaten box mac and cheese since I was since I was Joe the Four's age. So, so have we all. So have we all. And I will. When eat. I learned that you could put butter and milk in it to make it better, it was such a world of difference. And when and I will continue to eat mac and cheese. But yeah, which kind of mac do you got? Is Chris Bryant montage? Is Javi Baez just Popeyes? Hmm. Could be good, but I also dropped it on the ground. <laughs> And I wasn't that sad about it. And I wasn't that sad about it because, you know, I'm drunker than me on a Friday night. (laughs) I don't know. I think think we will get to a 2020 preview. Uh, We'll get to those. We're months away. We're months away on that. We'll get to those. But I think the Cubs are going to be, are going to have some serious, serious conversation, especially if they continue to do nothing. Who knows? What if they go out and get Josh Donaldson and put Brian in the outfield? Who knows? Who knows? That could be wild. I doubt it. I highly doubt it, yeah, but that'll be something to watch. All right, when we come back, fair or foul is next. And speaking of that, there's my man, Joe, three with the news. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. A fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Uh, one of our favorite parts of the week, fair or foul, without further ado, we'll turn it over to our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher III. All right. <coughs> Pull this mic over here. <laughs> we are in a stable, apparently, now. By the way, everybody, before we start this, go look at the tweet I just quote tweeted. It is a commercial for a new product in 2020, and let me tell you, you're going to be lining up to order this thing. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I just watched it. He's correct. Uh, one thing that uh, Houston Astro fans aren't looking forward to, or whatever the punishment's going to be for the sign stealing, and uh, there's going to be a little, there's going to be a little bit of trouble. You just know? touch. Yeah, just, a, just, a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but fair or foul, AJ Hinch will be in so much trouble that he will have to lose his job. Um, I mean, you're the manager. Are what are, are you have to manage things? What are you managing down there? How hard do you hit the garbage can? I'm gonna say foul. He's not going to lose his job, but he's going to have a lengthy suspension. I don't know how lengthy it's going to be. Earlier, I guess like 81 games, half of the season. 
Um, maybe it's a full year. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to make me, make him lose his job. If A.J. Hinch got a full season, I could see him losing his job. If it comes out that it is so damning that he knew so much and maybe even orchestrated right. it, I could see the Astros in a PR move. Do we really think A.J. Hinch is the reason they've won World Series? Well, it's funny. I always thought A.J. Hinch was a solid manager. I think he's solid, too. But is he solid for the wrong But reasons? is he a Joe Madden? Is he a Terry Francona? Is he a Tony LaRusa? Is he an Aaron Boone? Stop. <laughs> Mike Social wipes his butt with Aaron Boone. <laughs> you eat pieces. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I. You know what? I will tentative. Yeah, he, I'll say fair. I think he could lose his job. That's cold. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I think Patrick. he could lose his job if it's a year. And, and the Astros are just like, oh, no, PR, PR. Like, yeah. when, when has baseball ever made a move like this where they've been like, you know what? You're done outside of Pete Rose, right? They never do that. Uh, the never. Black Sox. Okay, well, that's, what, 80, 90 years ago now? If the human drumstick. How dare you, Shane? If the human drumstick gets one more positive test for PEDs, he's out. Exactly. Same with Manny Ramirez. Exactly my point. <laughs> When's the last time baseball's done anything? Right? They're, baseball is like it's like Roger Goodell, right? It's like all bark, no bite. So if they if they go bite, great. I think that's good, but I don't expect it. Also, just a real quick fair foul. Outside of everyday baseball fans, the casual MLB fan does not give one, doesn't care about any of this. That is also correct. <laughs> Nobody cares. No, yeah. <laughs> Unless they can somehow link it to Tom Brady, then they care. Not Tommy Braids. What the hell? Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Um, He's got more to prove the job. <laughs> I saw that today. Good for him. So when I'm 45 and I'm falling apart, I got more to prove too. You also don't want to have six Super Bowl rings. You don't know that. I'm only 34. I got plenty of time to get six before I'm 44. <laughs> well, it won't be in Cleveland. We'll say that much. <laughs> All right, so going from one team who uh, won games uh, by cheating to a team that won games authentically throughout the decade. Now, it is the close of a decade, so they have all these tweets and posts of best players and best pitchers and teams and whatnot. But did the Yankees, fair or foul, have the most wins out of any team of the decade, 2010 to 2019? Most wins mm. of any team mm. in a decade. I'm going to say foul. I'm going to say the Red Sox are the most wins of any team in the that, decade. If, if the answer is foul, I believe the answer is the Red Sox as well because they won a World Series in 13. Yep. They won a World Series in 18. However, how many of those years did the Yanks not make the playoffs? Two or three. No, they, were never, they were never that bad. But they would. They had a couple years where it was like eighty wins, yeah, eighty-one wins. Um, it just. I don't think it's the Yankees. So I'll say foul. I think it's the Red Sox. Um, I will say foul as well. But I believe the answer might be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Another good one. So I'll say foul as well and say the Doyers. Number Could two. Could be the San Francisco Giants. I was thinking about that, too. Here, I'll go. Number four was the Washington Nationals at Woo! 879. What a bunch of underachievers. It's true. They won the most games <laughs> in the regular season every year and lost in the first Number round. four, Nationals. Number three, the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, duh. How are we not thinking of this? Come on. Come on. We always overlook the second greatest this team is in baseball, baseball USA. Number two, 
the L.A. Dodgers, 919. Uh, I feel good about it, too. Number one, by two wins, the New York Yankees. Boston wasn't even top five. Not even. They, they, they were top five. They, they were, were five. number five, 872. Can you quickly Yankees, go six, seven, eight, nine, ten? just out of curiosity? No, because this tweet only gives me five. Oh, so. lame. I mean, yeah. No, you're fair. You're fine. Okay. All right. That's and interesting. Yeah. Speaking of those Red Dodgers, Sox. Dodgers, only two games less. Yeah, Yankees didn't win a World Series either. Well, neither did the Dodgers. Speaking of those Red Sox, uh, they have a player that a lot of people are wondering, will he be a Red Sox player this next season? Justin so, Pedroia, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you and I both went. Damn it, you guys. Fair or foul. Manny Ramirez will be a Red Sox. Fair bank it right now. No, Mookie Betts. I mean, that's the big talk this offseason. We're getting closer to pitchers and catchers reporting. It's the new year. I got I got baseball in my in my blood right now. I can feel it. So is Betts going to be on Boston? I may want to go see a doctor about that. Probably. It seems a little bit weird. I have weird lumps all over me. Um, it will Betts be a part of Boston next season? Fair or foul? Oh, I'll say fair. I mean... Is this, is this his last year, or is he like Lindor where he's got another year, too? This is his last year. This is his last year. This is a really strange one for me because I just can't see Mookie Betts leaving. Like, he always felt like a guy like they... He's a Boston guy, right? He's a Red Sox guy. Now, he doesn't necessarily fit, like, a personality that the Red Sox have created over the last 15 years, but... I mean, he's theirs, right? He's part of the, the the new killer bees, the new young players who came up at the same time and helped push the Red Sox to another World Series last year or two years ago now. And I never saw him leaving. So when all the reports came out that Boston might not re-sign him, I was like, what are you guys, idiots? He's one of the best players in baseball. So I'm, I'm going to say fair. He'll be there this year. I don't know if they're going to be able to trade him or if they're going to want to trade him. And he might even re-sign too. We don't know. Right? This is all just thoughts and guesses. So I'm going to say fair. He'll stay there all year. If the question was, will he... F- what? What is the question again? Will he be in Boston next season? Will like he- in 2021? No, 2020. 2020. This, Th- this, this next season. If, if the question was, will he finish the year in Boston, I don't know what my answer would be. Because mm. the trade deadline... However... You'd be reviewing it exists. right now? However... The umpires I feel- would be taking a look... I feel more confident about this than I did that Bryce Harper was going to sign with the Phillies a year and a half before he did, FYI. I think that there is no way after 2020 Mookie Betts plays another game in Boston. I think he is out. I think he wants out. Where does he go? I think he goes to whoever wants him. I think he goes to whoever pays him. And I don't think it'll be the Red Sox. I think he might actually turn money down and not play for the Red Sox. I don't think he wants to be there. I think there's a ton of other factors that go into it. A, they're not very good. B, there might be some culture issues there. And C, I think other people will pay him more than the Red Sox will. I think he is undervalued in Boston, and I think a team like the Dodgers would value him. So I will say fair, he or foul, whatever. He is not... Foul for now. Foul for now. Because he could be traded. Because he could be traded. He will be there for half the season. He will not be there in 2021. Is that the team you think would get him to be the Dodgers? I think they'd be the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, the Yankees spending on Cole and the money they're going to have to pay Judge and Sanchez in a few years. I don't... Torres. I don't know if they'll have the money. Well, they'll have the money. You don't know if they're going to want to pay the luxury tax. Could also see somebody like Texas break the bank on him, you know? 
Anaheim. Does Anaheim get another shot at another big-time player? Who knows? I don't think Mookie Betts will be back in Boston after this year. All right. Do you guys, Count it. Do you guys want to have... You can put it on the board! You guys yes! want to run through a few uh, names for minor league teams, and you can tell me whether they're real or fake? Sure. All right. That sounds great. Perfect. Fair or foul version of minor league team names. Okay, number one, Mighty Muscles. Fair or foul? Foul. Fair. It is a real name, Mighty Muscles. The Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. All right. The Spotted Doggies. Fair or foul? Foul. Foul. <laughs> yes, that is foul. The Doggies. <laughs> the Skunk Apes. Fair or foul? Well, Skunk Ape is one of my favorite hoppy red IPAs from Boneyard. Is that a real thing? That is, is that a like real a thing. Is that a nickname for an animal, a skunk ape? I don't know. Boneyard has a like red IPA called Skunk Ape. It's well, pretty good. Because of that, I'll say fair. Then. Maybe yeah, it's fair. A, Why maybe not? Maybe that's real. It's Bal. It's not a real team name. Damn it. This elusive Sasquatch-like creature also has yet to be discovered. So apparently it's a mythical creature. All right. Says you. On to the next one. The Sea Unicorns. Fair or foul? Fair. Foul. It is fair. I'm Hundo. I'm Hundo percent right perfect. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten any of them right. The Hatters. Fair or foul? The Hatters? Yes. I'm going to say foul. Fair? It is foul. Yes, baby. Uh, uh, if you are including English soccer teams, the Luton Town FC... <laughs> They're the Hatters, duh. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that. Everybody knows Luton Town. I know Luton Town. I didn't know their nickname, though. The Cannonballers, fair or foul? I believe Luton Town's in first in League Two right now, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're following League Two? Damn you guys. They might be. They might the, be in League One, though. They the might have won League Two last year. The Cannonballers. I'm that, gonna... that just sounds dumb enough yeah, to be a I, fake name. I'm, I'm going to go with fair. Because you're leading me that <laughs> way, I'm going to say fair, Joe. It is fair. How about that? That sounds dumb enough to be a real or fake name. I haven't selected them. I'm going with you guys. Canapolis. The Paddleheads. Oh, is this foul. like a quiz online and you're taking it with us? Yeah, it's on cut four. Oh. Canapolis? Yeah, well, Canapolis uh, Cannonballers. That's okay. what it was. And oh. the Paddleheads. What do you got for that? Paddleheads. Foul. I'll say fair. So Patrick's right. That is fair. Yeah, look at this, baby. The Missoula Paddleheads have a moose oh, as Missoula, their mascot. The Missoula. Well, there is a bunch of rafting in Montana, so that makes sense. All right. We got three left. The Toadies. The fair Toadies. Toadies? I'm going to lose it on this one because I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to say fair. I'm going to say fair. This is foul. Uh, I can't get one right. And the streak is broken. <laughs> Mike, you're over. You yeah. have to sit under the table the next <laughs> game of Pong. The two last ones. Wind surge. Wind surge. I don't like that. I'm going to take a pass on that. You're saying foul. Foul. I'm going to say fair. Mike gets one. Let's go. <gasps> They're a brand new team debuting this year. Let's go. I knew that. They're not even a team yet. And the last one, the Busy Bumbles. Uh, sure, yeah, I like that. I think that's foul. I hope it's real. It's not. All right. Five out of ten we got. There you go. Good thing uh, they're going to be cut and getting rid of half of the minor league teams in the next year or two anyways. So. Just dissolve it. Get rid of it. <laughs> All right. All right. There, there's your fair or foul, fellas. Thank you, Joe. That's fair or foul. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
Excuse me, he looks really hot. Yeah! He's already on top of him when he's going down. I'm really leaning on the V. Nom, nom, nom. So I'm just gonna put my mouth under the nozzle of this hole. Sunshining moment. <laughs> 851 here. This is the hot corner. Wow. It's lit. Sorry, I'm just Mr. One Up over here right now. Sorry, I'm just listening to Double, Double Wars Prada. Oh, well, yeah, me too. No, I'm just joking. I was watching this TV that's all blue. Yeah. You put the hangover on. Dabadi, dabada. Dabadi. Dabadi, dabada. One of these days I'm going to learn it. It's only been 25 I, years. I owned that CD, so Still I, I know it. It's only been 25 years. My favorite thing was when everyone said, no, Mike, you idiot. It's if I was green, I would die. And I'm like, uh, no, it's I'm in need of a guy. And I was like, guys, I have the CD. <laughs> it says Daba D in parentheses. I know what it is. I have the lyric book in the CD. And they're like, no. That had to have been one of your first CDs ever. I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was one of my first ones ever. Yeah. yeah. Along with like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and Chronic 2001. Duh. Totally fits in with the, the vibe that I had as a kid. Duh, duh. Mine are like Boys to Men 2, Cracked Your Review, Hootie and the Blowfish, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis. Great, great album. By the way, I'm thinking about going to that show. Yeah, someone sent that to me that that was there, and I was like... The opening show is in Ridgefield. The problem is, is I hate that venue. Really? I've never been uh, there before. It's just... It's gross. Is she doing Jagged Little Pill in full? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's the Jagged Little Pill tour. Yeah, considering that I didn't listen to anything she did after that, that's all I really know from the last part. Uninvited, duh. Well, yeah, but that wasn't on a CD. Yeah, it was. Mm -mm. It's an album. It didn't come out on an album? No, that was a song like made for a movie or something, and it was a single on the radio, but it wasn't on an... As far as I remember, hmm. I correct me if I'm wrong, I might be very wrong. I remember being like, I don't have this, because my parents would buy the CDs, and I was like, we don't have this on the CD. She also sings, um, she's also on a couple tracks on Before These Crowded Streets by the Dave Matthews Band. Kills it. She's good. That's their best album, too. Yeah. She's really good. You should listen to this song called Spoon. She comes in on this song, Spoon. Spoon Man? Killer. Spoon Man. <laughs> click, 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 click. I saw the Spoon Man once. Really? With Chris Cornell. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was, cool. Oh, this is a great story to finish this out. You'll love this. So me and my homeboy, Nate, holla Nate, um, we went and saw Audio Slave at uh, the Rose Garden, okay. pre-Moda Center, their first tour. I believe it was their first tour. Was it still the Theater of the Clouds? Uh, I don't know. Was it? I'm asking you. No, I think it was the Rose Garden. No, no, no. I know. But when they partitioned it off to half oh, of it, it's yes. like the Theater of the Clouds. Yes, it was the Theater of the Clouds because so, it was partitioned off, so it wasn't the whole thing. And the opening acts were Seether. Okay. And 30 Seconds to Mars. Ooh, this I, is I like 30 Seconds to Mars. This is 15 years ago. You would not have liked them 15 years ago. You might like them now. I like two songs by them, I Okay. Say. But <laughs> when did those songs came out? Anyway. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. so I like The Kill. So this place is really, this show is really crazy because everyone is there in a Rage Against the Machine t-shirt. Machine That's all anyone wants to see is Rage Against the Machine. You said it was an audio slave show. It was an audio slave show, which is the band of Rage Against the Machine with Chris Cornell. Yes. From Soundgarden. So everyone just wants them to play the two Rage Against the Machine songs that they did play. And they were great. Cornell was actually pretty good on it. It was really fun. Uh, but 30 Seconds to Mars opened. And Jared Leto, the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars, they, they were awful, Mike. Mm. They were so bad. Mm. I didn't even know that it was Jared Leto. I didn't even know what this band was. It was just so bad. 
And maybe they're just bad live. I don't know. And there was this moment where he was where he is doing like one of those call and response things. He's like, hey, oh, trying to get the crowd to go, hey, oh, back to him. And he yells, hey, oh, and nobody says anything except for one guy. And he yells, you bleeping suck. And everyone heard it and just started dying laughing in the middle of their song. And everyone's pointing at him because they were atrocious. He then later tries to walk through the crowd, you know, like while he's singing, and it was like Moses part in the Red Sea. Everyone just wanted to get away from him. Wow. And then Audio Slave played Know Your Enemy, and it was wild. Tom Morello. Tom Morello's God. The only time I ever went to Theater of the Clouds was to go see the uh, Coheed, Mastodon, and whoever was opening for them. Oh, I remember you went to that show. It was a very similar experience because I, I've never heard of the band who opened for them, and they weren't good. Yeah. And, like, they had been around for a while, and they're like, we're so happy to get to go on this tour and go to these big venues, and everyone was like, okay, cool. Can you get to the next cool. guys, Can you please? get off the stage? Yeah, can we hear some Mastodon and Coheed, please? Thanks. People really liked Seether. Seether was huge back then. Man. Yeah. But they didn't really care for the Audio Slave songs, which I did. I thought they were really good. I thought they were super good, but everybody just wanted to hear Killing in the Name and Know Your Enemy, which were great. But it's weird to go to an Audio Slave show and want songs from a different band, even though it's the same band, but that's kind of weird. To bring it full circle, they did Spoon Man from Soundgarden. Yes. And actual Spoon Man was there. That's cool. They also did Black Hole Sun. Great song. Into I Am the Highway. It's pretty cool. Sounds good. Anyway, that's that. When we come back next week, more baseball stuff for you because that's what we like to do. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do like boo 30 seconds to Mars off the stage. Holla, holla, holla. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.